We're back again. It's Chase and Josh for Factor Fantasy. That's Chase and I'm Josh, and we're here to close out The Witcher Season 3 today. We're giving you that bonus rankings episode we always enjoy doing. We've got fun, like five fun-filled rankings to provide, and really excited to kind of dive into it. Our boy Henry Cavill, this is our send-off to him. We're going to... uh, have some something really fun and, and special for that towards the end. But before we get started with these rankings, I'm going to turn the floor over to Chase to say a few words. This could be the final coin to toss, man. Toss a coin to you, Witcher. Oh, Valley of Plenty. <laughs> Enjoy, man. Enjoy, guys. This is, you know, we are, this could be it. You never know what can happen from here. So really enjoy this episode. This is going to be one for the books, for damn sure. Uh, I mean, uh, even in this episode we got planned today with something special, it's great. Just all the memories that this series has taken us through over the years. Knowing that, it's in limbo, so we don't know where it can go. So it's going to make this episode special. But I'll let you take it away, Gene Nelly. Sounds like a plan, dude. Like I said, this is the, the last time, I mean... Highly likely it's the last time that we're going to be discussing Henry Cavill as a part of this Witcher series. So before we jump into our very first ranking, let's just get our glasses in the air, man. Raise a toast for all the memories he's given us with The Witcher here. Uh, such a great job. Truly embodied the character from the novels and from the video game series. So nothing but the respect. Uh, glasses in the air, man. Cheers, brother. Malice in the chalice is what we've always said. All right, man. Let's go ahead and dive on into it. The first ranked we're gonna the first ranking we're gonna cover today is gonna be the ranked order of the episodes. So there's eight episodes in season three. We're gonna rank them from our least favorite to our most favorite. Jace, how about you kick us off and give us your number eight? Number eight. I put you know, I, I tried to even make a case to move it up on the list, but Number eight, I put episode seven, Siri Walks Through the Desert. That's basically what I got out of that. I know we're kind of introducing a new villain for hopefully the next season. But, I mean, I just felt like we've, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we could have really focused on the person we might not see as often, if not the same guy. And it was a lot of focus on Cirilla doing things that I feel like we could have pushed off for later on in the series. So I put episode eight as uh, last <laughs> on my list. What about you, Jay Nelly? You said episode seven is your last, correct? Sorry. Yeah. Episode seven as rank eight is what I mean by that. Yeah. Heard. Myself, I put episode number four as my eighth spot. I heard what you, I hear what you say about episode seven. It doesn't do much better on my list either, but I will say like there's at least one or two moments in there where it kind of can set the stage for some big stuff in the future. So for that, I gave it a little more grace. Episode four though for me, it was just really boring. Not a whole lot happened. We had that really cool battle on the ship with that monster, but outside of that, uh, the only other real cool thing that happened in episode four is where like. Yennefer got attacked in that portal that got intercepted by Geralt's shadow. Just really not my cup of tea episode, especially after like we were really excited when we covered the first couple episodes here in season three, and then you know we're like, all right, well maybe the the next one after that we'll give it some 
leeway, but you know, with Scott picked back up, and then when episode four just really didn't pick back up, I went ahead and just uh, decided that is not going to uh, rank any higher on my list. We're giving the number eight spot to episode four. Go ahead into your number seven spot. Number seven, I put episode eight. These final two episodes just did not do it for me, sir. <laughs> just did not do it for me. I mean, I ranked it a little bit higher than episode seven because you did have that moment where it was a full circle with Renfrey. That really meant a lot to me. You know, Jay Nelly took that part on our show and it, it really brought me back to season one. So it boosted up a little bit. I did like that, you know, he, Geralt, we got to see him beat some guys with a, a, a tool hammer. That was kind of badass. Um, but other than that, like, it was pretty much like Geralt trying to recover in the woods. And, you know, Cirilla has to cut some random guy down at an inn, which we know she can. She just literally cut a head off a sea monster. Why can she not beat some random ass bandit? So. For that, I put episode eight as my rank seven on my list. What about you, Jay Nelly? For me, my seven spot goes to episode seven. Man, like, it was tough. I, I did kind of want to put episode seven last. But like I said, there's a couple big things here. You know, Siri taps into fire magic that could really play a big role into the future. Uh, on top of that, Falca like the, makes an appearance, whether we don't know what kind of appearance, if that's a spiritual appearance, if that's like a, a vision that Siri was just seeing and gave her, you know, an excuse to tap into magic. Or if it's just a real person, they thought she was dead and she's not. Who knows? But point being is that that's pretty big for like a full circle moment from the stories and legends about Falca that we hear about in season two of The Witcher. So, you know, there, like I said, one or two big moments that could really play a factor in the future, which is why I bumped up a little bit. But man, 45 minutes just walking through the fucking desert is, is uh, not my, my cup of tea either. It's just like I said with episode four. So yeah, man, uh, my number seven spot goes to episode seven. Dive into your number six spot. Number six, I put episode three. So this was where, remember like Geralt tried to like exercise Taryn, like the new series. Like I thought that was kind of cool. Like it was like our Witcher version of the Exorcist and it's right around Halloween. So I was like, all right, I can bump it up the list a little bit. And then you kind of had, I did like this moment. This was actually a very impactful moment for me, which is why I put it a little bit higher than the other two episodes, is you have a brief moment where Siri sees Tissaia and the blood on her eyes are like pouring out. And the reason I put this at rank six for episode three was really because of that moment, because it took me back to when, you know, Yennefer... You know, she would have the blood coming out of her eyes for her powers. And we saw Siri how she's had the blood come out of her eyes before. So it was really the first time Tissaia's noticed, like, what she's had on her hands. Now, granted, it didn't really matter too much once the end of this series happens. But for that moment, I thought it was a really creative write, writing uh, that was done. So I put episode three as number six. Back to you, Jay Nilly. Yeah, uh, great minds think alike on this one. I also put uh, episode three as my number six. You know, there was some some fun stuff in there. We had the little chess being played across the board. The mages kind of making alliances with each other, and and like you were just mentioning there with to say and all that. But what I would say of why it's still ranked pretty low, and we always talk about we have talked about this since episode, we 
premiered episode three for season three of the witchers just like what the fuck was up with the wild hunt coming back at the end and chasing siri and getting pushed to the side by Geralt and just never reappearing in this season that shit made no sense at all so yeah like it was i there are some aspects of it i liked a little bit better than episode four and episode seven but not not by much man uh, yeah episode three for sure hit my number six spot and honestly the only reason it's not lower is because there was two other episodes that i didn't like more so it's not like it was a great episode so in any event that that's my number six spot goes episode three dive into your number five yeah you're not gonna like this number five i put episode four and it probably should have ranked lower but that fight with the sea kraken or whatever the fuck it was was just fucking awesome man that shit was fucking badass we got to see siri cut cut stab through the head of that thing not cut the head off like the cyborg in mandalorian but like stab through it and you got to see her like kind of actually use her abilities in a fight on her own kind of for once like really kind of even with the help of Geralt it wasn't like solely Geralt just dominating this thing and uh you did kind of have uh that moment where you saw like Yaxir's rivals so I thought that was kind of funny and <laughs> they kind of got ate up and stuff so it was a really stupid reason, but just because of that, the rest of the episode, just like you said, I was kind of like, what the fuck, really? But uh, because of those two moments, I put it at number five on my list. Yeah, man. No, it makes sense. Like, I, I don't hate it. It's just like I said, the, the back portion of these rankings are episodes that really could have been put in any order just because they weren't great at all. You know, so yeah, thankfully, you know, the, the top five start to get a, a little bit better and, and stuff, but... I will say for my number five ranked episode, I put episode eight, and I know you put episode eight a little bit lower, but the reason why I put it at the like, like just a little bit above the halfway mark is, you know, this is the last time we're seeing Henry Cavill, and he gave everything he had to this series before, you know, there was just some some disputes that couldn't be uh, reconciled and, and resolved. So, you know, like we were talking about, he him leaving Renfrey's talisman as a as a symbol of him moving forward and his past behind him. That was really cool. You know, him finally healing up enough to, yeah. Well, I guess Yennefer really assisted that, and him healing enough enough to go uh, find Vilgefortz and, and Ciri because at this point I think Ciri's captured. So, like, just because of uh, this is more of a, a milestone accomplishment uh, of Henry Cavill of why I put this this episode this high. You know, if, if this, you know, if we got a whole other season, we knew that Geralt or Henry Cavill was returning as Geralt for the remainder of the show. I probably would have ranked episode eight a bit lower, but just because it's the last time we saw him, we got a really cool fight scene at the end where he just took out all those, you know, I don't know what to call them, scavengers or whatever, like the little minions of the of the king of Nilfgaard that are sitting there just like robbing carts and shit and trying to, you know, bully like peasant like common peasants and stuff and, and take the, the little they have it was cool to see him just kind of take out everyone you know but yeah like like i said this was more of like a, a milestone accomplishment for, for henry cavill of why i ranked episode eight at, the, at my five spot but yeah that that is what i did so uh, my f- number five ranked episode goes to episode eight dive into your number four man yeah man uh number four i actually really it wasn't like a a like crazy banger of an episode but it was really pretty cool we're starting to get into some of the ones that are like that i actually enjoyed but episode five this is where you know Geralt and yennefer you know they go to i called it the ball i forgot exactly what they called it it was like that whole event where then they were trying to take down stregobor 
and they set up that whole situation where like Istrid and Geralt are doing like this fake fight over Yennefer. Um, but it was really cool because you had you saw like the good guys had like a strategy of their own on what they thought was the plan, and it turned out that really wasn't like the plan. But you also had these full circle moments in there that I thought were great because it was like a shout back to season two. You know, you had Geralt that got to dance with Triss for a minute. And then you saw, like, shout out back to season one, like, Eastrid finally saw Yennefer again. So it was, like, all these full circle moments, I thought the writing was really creative. And uh, it's kind of like if y'all have seen Step Brothers, you know, Will Ferrell is like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> because, like, like, we're getting into good stuff now, but I just went through you know, a whole bunch of episodes where it's like, really? <laughs> but with that, I'll turn it back over to you, Jay Nelly. Yeah, man. Again, we were on the same page here with my number four spot. I, I gave it to episode five as well. I thought it was creative in the fact that we got to see the like everything in a different perspective. We got to see the outward third-person perspective first. Then we went to see uh, Yennefer's perspective, then we saw Geralt's perspective, and you know the little nuances and the changes of, of, of how the dialogues went, and like you said, they had this whole plan to to set up Stregobord to take him down, you know, and obviously what ends up happening there, it was it was pretty cool, but this this episode set the stage for that, you know, and it, it, like I said, I, I thought that was a really unique episode and this is also the very first time that Geralt told Yennefer out loud that he loves her and that's a huge you know step yeah. for him and emotionally as a character you know witches are supposed to be created as emotionless monster killers that's kind of what their role is and he's really developed along the way and I, I found this episode like I said there's a lot of ones I didn't like but now we're cracking the top five there's a lot of more redeemable qualities about the ones where we're getting into for the last few uh, ranked episodes. So again, my number four spot went to episode five. Take it away to your number three spot. Hell yeah, man. Number three, this episode was a fucking banger. Like, let's call a spade a spade. It's fucking awesome. Number three, episode two, man. It was the shit. You got to have, uh, like, Siri and Geralt were, like, discovering, like, new areas, but you saw that Geralt, like, fought the Silent Hill monster while Siri went off with Yennefer over to like Eratusa. And then we saw like at the very end, like it was a very big like twist. Uh, because at this point that's where you had like this new Siri that turned out to be like Terran. But that fucking Silent Hill monster, like over in the castle, that shit was fucking creative as shit, man. It's like that's the thing about you know the witcher series like it always keeps you on the toes with these new areas that they discover so specifically because of that and kind of like this was the first time after in a long time you really see the group had to split apart and like where their journeys would take them uh and the fucking you know it was just like very creative everything in it so with that i put episode two as my rank three what about yours do Number three for me, I put episode one. So I put episode one because it set the stage here for season three. It was a good episode. And we, I remember when we first watched, we were like, wow, man, season three looks like it's off to a really good start. And we had them on the run from everyone trying to chase Siri. 
we had those people show up thinking they were going to capture her and Geralt come out and do like the 300 type battle styles with the slow-mo and like the like the cutting the heads off at the very end. So there was a lot of cool stuff on, on that end. We got to meet uh, Radovid. Uh, that was like another guy that's going to play a role going forward. Philip and Dijkstra are really, you can see that they're behind the scenes trying to control what's going on in Redania, even though King Vizimir is the head of it. They're definitely the ones behind all of that. So it, it was cool. We, and we obviously, uh, we, we bring, it just brings back all of the characters that we've grown with. But, you know, we see Yaskir again after some time. We see Geralt, we see Ciri, we see Yennefer. So, like, you know, it's just one of those things where it brought back a lot of stuff, and it was a really good episode. I just happened to enjoy the other ones a little bit more, the, la- the last remaining. So nothing wrong with number one. I like number one a lot. It just happened to hit my number three spot on my list. Uh, go into your number two, man. Yeah, man. Hey, great minds think alike. Number two is episode one. <laughs> I thought it was fucking awesome. I just ranked it a little bit higher than you because I thought it was fucking awesome. The battle with the elves that you had where Rience was jumping through the portal and then Geralt jumped through him while Yennefer had to hold it open, right? And at the same time, you kind of had this full circle with Yennefer because Francesca is fucking there and, you know, Yennefer's elven blood, right? And they're all coming for a series. So it was like this you know this ambush all on the entire group where they thought they had it all held together yaxir even got shot with an arrow but he was being a little bitch a little beige <laughs> but hey girl told him man like you're fine bro and uh it was just fucking awesome and you know it's very interesting the way they played it out which i thought was perfect because you kind of thought like Geralt was gonna go ahead and take Rience one-on-one there and like in that shit right there and you know we saw what happened after that so it was just a very fucking creative episode. You even got to see Siri is kind of you kind of foreshadow her future a little bit because she's talking about like how she wants to help the elves as well, and you got to hear that history and stuff. So, yeah, man, episode one uh, I put as number two on my list. What about you, brother? Yeah, we kind of flip flopped because I put episode um, two as my number two. Now, the reason why, and a lot of it is stuff that you've already went over when you talked about episode two, but I thought it was kind of cool because this is where they decided to split up just for like safety to figure out what's going on. The, Geralt's got to go handle some business. He goes to that Transylvania fucking mountain lair, and we see that body monster, just no heads on, and all the bodies like twisted and transformed into something. He's got to take that out, and there's the heads of them on the wall that are like screaming at him. And as he's killing each body, one of the heads drops dead. It was very creative. It was very cool. I like that at all as well. And then also we kind of got introduced to the beginnings of uh, the little love uh, connection with Yaskier and Radovid, and that's gonna I think that's gonna play a huge role. I think at some point uh, Radovid's feelings for Yaskier are gonna kind of get in the way of Dijkstra and Philippa's plans for the future because I, I just like at first I thought there was more too many was just playing dumb when I first saw him, but now I'm like right, I think he actually is that way, and I think that Dijkstra and Philippa think that they can just control him because he's not he doesn't have a lot going on up up in the brain space, right? But I do think that he's a overall a good character and just doesn't know what he's doing, and I think eventually his internal feelings are gonna end up being helpful for Yaskier and whoever they decide is Geralt as of now, I guess Liam Hemsworth, you know, but <laughs> is what it is. So there's just a lot that set the stage and the storyline and writing, and that's the stuff like I really in, enjoy about 
uh, stuff more than the action. I like the action too, don't get me wrong, but I am more of like a story and plot line guy, and I thought episode two did a really good job of, of pulling things where it needed to go for, for the direction. Oh, until they fucked it up with the, you know, episodes, you know, three through. <laughs> like, whatever. But anyways, <laughs> I won't get into all that. And then also, I also thought this was a cool part too. This is the episode where Siri and Yennefer kind of bonded over their shared trauma. You know, and it really showed like right. a, a level of understanding on, on both sides that we just didn't really get before. And so, like for all those reasons, I, I put episode two as my ranked number two spot. I, I think that you and I probably have the same number one, but I'll let you take it away, man. What's your number one spot? Sounds like great minds think alike, man. The fucking episode six, the Battle of Eratusa. This was fucking awesome, man. I, I haven't seen a fucking battle like this since Battle of the Astronomy Tower. <laughs> this is fucking sick, dude. You had the entire Eratusa castle collapse, and you had Tasea, the badass that she had, like, the badass that she is. She, like, tapped into, like, I, get, I forgot what they call it, like, Zeus's electricity or something. Wasn't it, like, Zeus's, like, lightning or some shit? Well, because it plays a part in my rankings further, I'm not going to tell you what it is. But yes, there, there's. A, I know what you're talking about. I just don't. I want to save it for for another ranking. <laughs> Anyways, I will stick with electricity and lightning. <laughs> anyway, she made the lightning come down. It was like killing everyone in the castle, trying to defend themselves from the elves. Also, you had Stragabor that came out of nowhere. That you thought Stragabor was like the bad guy for a while in the series. He tapped into the fire magic that you're never supposed to do and started fighting against the elves, trying to save the other mages that are there. Even despite the fact that my boy Philip Vandral got exploded into a million pieces, like, Francesca was pretty fucking cool. Like, she, like, pulled down whatever that ring of fire or whatever the fuck that was. But it was just fucking action-packed. Then, at the other time, then you have Geralt... Which you find out Vilgefortz is behind this whole thing. So that's a big twist. And Geralt goes to take Vilgefortz on. And you think this is going to be classic Geralt. Like, yeah, a battle to the finish. But eventually Geralt's going to win. No, like Geralt, like this is the first time, like fatality. Like you got owned on, you got owned on someone else's court. Like it was no contest. And, uh. You know, even the person that saved him was Triss, which is like a little full circle moment to season two there. So it was uh, just overall fantastic. I mean, and then, of course, Siri, like, kind of like, I don't really like the end, but the rest of it is fucking awesome. So uh, number one, I put episode six, man. I'll let you take it away, brother. Yeah, same thing for me. Episode uh, six hit my number one rank spot here. A lot of what you said too. On top of that, you know, you had Kahir decide that he's gonna take Siri's side now and goes to fight off the elves that are coming, the Scoil that are coming, and we never get a re- resolution on that for the rest of the season. But it's fine. Uh, but also, you know, we we got rid of Rience this episode. We got you know, so many crazy things that happened. All the mages, the two factions fighting on the side. Like you said, the the whole plot twist of actually being Vilgefortz that was the bad guy versus Stregobor. You had two different sides trying to make a play. Redania thought they had like their secret plans about to work, and Nilfgaard's like, nah, we actually did it a little bit faster and a little bit better than you. And Eretuza, like, all, all of that, 
Yennefer wanted to accomplish by bringing all these mages together was to set up Stregobor because that's who they thought was so like, this whole thing like everyone thought they were playing a role and a little like like uh, had their own secret plans and just Nilfgaard did theirs a little bit better so I, just, I liked that aspect of it then also the battle itself was super fucking cool uh, you know and, and when we talk about what to say a summon in a little bit when when we get into some further rankings I thought that was really dope also. You know, I, I know Chase just mentioned it too, but I also thought it was kind of it, it made no sense. But just Phil Evangel at one time being the king of the elves, just getting exploded into a million pieces, like that was that was funny. Uh, it just yeah, <laughs> I, best, I thought um... there was a lot that went on in that episode that was really cool. Obviously, Vilgefort's outclassing Geralt in a one-on-one, and you had. Uh, like Siri go towards the end, Vilgefort's trying to capture. She taps into that portal thing and it explodes and you know we see towards the end of episode 8 where Vilgefortz's face is all like melted off like with a weird circle of blue eye now so it just is a lot going on in episode 6 it was it was basically the Helm's Deep of Lord of the Rings kind of you know so I actually really enjoyed that a lot so yeah uh, my number one spot went to episode 6 as well and just to go ahead and run through my ordered rankings my number eight spot went to episode four, seven spot episode seven, six spot episode three, five spot episode eight, fourth spot episode five, third spot episode one, second spot episode two, and the number one spot goes to episode six. What about yours, man? Run through yours eight through one. Yeah, man. Episode, uh, so number eight, I have episode seven. Number seven, I have episode eight. Number six, I have episode three. Number five, I have episode four. Number four, I have episode five. Number three, I have episode two. Number two, I have episode one. And number one, I have fucking episode six. The fucking banger that it was, man. Awesome. All right, let's move on to our next category of rankings. We're going to do our top five favorite battles in season three and this one was kind of fun so i'm actually going to take this one here to start i'm going to hit with my number five spot i thought that like this battle here was really interesting i went into it a little bit when i was going through the ranked order of episodes but Geralt versus that silent hill monster i just call it the body monster i don't know what the fuck to call that thing <laughs> but that shit was something straight out of nightmares i just thought it was cool because it had that spooky dark vibes to it you're you're in this the castle lair and you're not really sure what's going on and you see these heads on the walls and all of a sudden a, a jumble of three bodies put together in like a weird I don't even know how to explain this fucking thing dude but it was a it was a hard battle and as he was killing them the heads were dropping I thought the, the battle choreography was pretty strong and you know it wasn't his hardest test by by any means of this season but it was something like it kind of kicked off on a really good good note there i you know it's like the second episode yeah we get this really cool thing that you know and we're thinking dang this is gonna be something really cool going forward and you know obviously we got a little let down by by some of the episodes in season three but i did think that this battle deserved to be on the list of the battles we saw in season three so number five for me is Geralt versus the body monster you go to your number five yeah it was awesome and just to piggyback on that like that was it was fucking creative too like we have never seen something that's like a horror fantasy 
like it, it reminded me of, like house of the dead remember like the arcade games you used to play when like those motherfuckers would jump out of the house it was fucking awesome man so respect but it didn't make my list it, there were just too many good ones i debated about putting it on there but mad respect but number five a lot of people are gonna hate me for this but I put when Geralt beat that soldier's ass in episode 8 with the tool hammer. And then like the 30 other guys came out and he beat their ass with the tool hammer. And then he was thrown by Yaxir, his sword, to finish off the other motherfuckers. As then the last final three came through and then Melva like arched them down. So I had to put it on there. It, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I wish it was kind of somewhere else in the series. But yeah, man, I put that as my number five. Awesome. Going into number four for me, I put Siri versus like the bandit outlaw scavenger guy. And the reason why is like we don't ever really see a fight to the death with Siri one on one. Usually it's with a monster. It's never really with another person. And these people like captured her when she was at her weakest point and held her hostage and then when she had the opportunity to fight back and they the people came in through the windows and they're like, Alright, well you know, give her give her a one on one with this guy who captured her and just like the opposite of what we were saying a little bit ago with like a no contest, this was very much like that in reverse. It was no contest at all. Siri was toying with the scavenger and just took him completely out. It was uh, it was really cool to see how much she's grown since the beginning of this whole series and where she was as a little girl. And now she's like a certified badass. She's sitting there toying with this guy who's probably super dangerous. Not necessarily a great technical skilled fighter, but probably a dangerous guy. Like a pirate who's probably killed a, a few people just a, a mean-spirited like murderer and she's like you got nothing for me you, you can't do anything I, i'm gonna whoop your ass i'm gonna make it look easy and make you look stupid and like i'm a small girl you're this big guy what's up and took him clean out so that hit the number four battle for me siri versus that scavenger guy what about you man yeah man i put the battle in episode one with siri Geralt, your yennefer and then the elves coming in and re-ents like, uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I talked about it in our episode rankings. It was fucking awesome. Because, remember, like, right as Rience was shooting, like, a fire spell, Yen comes out of nowhere where they planned it as, like, to draw him in, stops the fire, and then you had that whole portal deal where Geralt was going after Rience while Yen was trying to hold it open, and the elves were attacking at the same time, and then... Siri, you know, was trying to hold her own. And then you had that, you know, Galliant was, like, kind of kicking ass at the same time, too. So it was just really cool, man. So episode uh, episode one, I put as my number four, the battle in episode one specifically, with the elves and Rience and Geralt and Yennefer and Siri as my number four. What about you, Jay Nelly? What about number three? Yeah, number three for me, I, I gave it to Geralt versus Vilgefortz. Uh, it's sad because our, our guy really did not uh, perform well. <laughs> and it just made it made a little bit of no sense to me because I know I mentioned this a few episodes ago when we talked about this. Like, at the end of the day, Vilgefortz lost a one-on-one to Kahir back in season one. It was not that competitive and yet now where vehicle force is at he makes it a non-competitive fight against Geralt and it was exactly that it was non-competitive at all I don't think Geralt landed 
a single blow on Logan Woods. I think it was just a full-blown ass-whooping. So I thought that it was – I reason I ranked it to my number three spot is because we've really never seen Geralt get outclassed like that. We've seen Geralt struggle in battles, Geralt look like he's going to lose, Geralt kind of take a little bit of a, a back pedal before things start to move in his favor. There was nothing moving in his favor in this fight at all. Logan <laughs> Forge just took his ass completely out. So I put that as my number three ranked battle. Uh, Vilgo Forts versus Geralt. What about your number three? Number three, uh, I have another cool one too. I bet Geralt kills Rience with Yennefer and Siri, and this was fucking awesome, man. Remember, this was where you really couldn't tell if Rience like was gonna kill Siri or not. Remember, he trapped Siri like in that fire, and Yen was trying to get him to stop, and then Geralt. Like, right right as basically Rience was basically saying he's going to do it anyways, like, shows up behind Rience, and Yennefer throws the sword over, like, the spell that Ciri's trapped in, and Geralt catches it, and, like, 300 style slices Rience's head off. It was fucking great, man. It was fucking awesome. Uh, so I put that third on my list. Yeah, dude. Uh, number two for me, I put the battle from episode one. It was interesting because it was almost like a battle royale, right? It was Rience, the outlaws, elves showed up, then there's Yen, Siri, Geralt, and the dwarves there. It was just a little melee of everyone trying to fight each other, and it was kind of cool. We, we did see a lot of good battle choreography, and we got to see just the the different abilities for everyone. I know that when Geralt followed Rience into the portal, we thought that... We were going to get that ending there, and he ended up grabbing his wrists and breaking them, and his like, hands were turned around so that way he couldn't use his fire magic. Then he had to come back out because there's just too many people for Yennefer to handle by having one hand opening the portal and the rest trying to do some magic and defend Siri and, and keep them uh, afloat in that battle. And So he had to get back out there and do some work, and he ended up killing the uh, elven brother of uh, Francesca. So there was some really interesting shit that happened there. It was... To me, the best, the, like the second best battle. There's only one more that I ranked higher, just because you know, obviously we, we we talked about it a little bit uh, with our last ranking. But number two for me goes to the battle in episode one with Rience, the Outlaws, the Elves, Yen, Siri, Geralt, and the Dwarves. So yeah, man. What about your number two? Number two, yeah. You already put this on your list, but Geralt versus Vilgaforts, and uh, it was fucking awesome, man. I mean. You, I, you pretty much touched on everything, which is why the reason I like it. But you also had that moment too, like the minute you think Geralt's gonna land a blow, remember, like he broke his sword. You're just like, wow, this dude is like, like doing everything he can, and we've never seen Geralt just entirely outmatched before. And it, it was really creative seeing the staff, like the weaponry that they came up with for Vilgaforce, because. It was a very wizard-like weapon, like a dark wizard weapon. Like, remember, the staff kept disappearing and reappearing. Like, you would think, like, oh, they're just going to give this guy, like, some sword or something. But it was fucking cool, man. It was very creative. Um, and, you know, we've never seen Geralt actually break emotionally when he's after like in a battle before and he really did this is the only time where we've seen him just broken and defeated and 
terrified that Siri's gonna he's he's lost. Like there's nothing he can do. So for that, I put it as number two. What's your number number one, Jay Nelly? Yeah, number one. It's pretty simple, dude. It's a battle, Eratusa. We talked about it like with our number one ranked episode, and this is exactly why it was our number one ranked episode for both of us. This battle was just everything you wanted, you know. You had mages against mages, Redania and Bill and Nilfgaard like going at it too, and just Eratusa, the, the mages that that stay at Eratusa trying to keep their school float, their their building, and just everything kind of came to a climax here, you know. Brienne dies. We get Kahir versus the Squirtle to get Siri a chance to get away. Then you get Geralt versus Vilgefortz that we just talked about. You got just so many things. Like uh, Fringilla shows up, <laughs> tries to do some shit uh, for for Nilfgaard there too. It this this battle was really badass, you know. So number one for me, Battle Eratusa can't get more simple than that in the, in this season. So I don't know, man. What about you? What's your number one? I think you guys know how simple this is, and great minds think alike. Battle of Eratusa, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's fucking go. It had everything you could want. It had all three of these plot lines finally merge into one where it now makes sense. You had the twist into, you know, you had something going on with Vilgeforts over there, but everyone was focusing on this big battle where everyone collided and. Uh, you know, of course, he had the electricity with Tissaia and everything that was really cool, too, with the Stregobor and the fire that we talked about. But another thing that really caught my eye, too, about this battle that I really liked, it made me think very, like, Game of Thrones style, because you saw perspectives in this battle. Like, remember when Istrid, Istrid and whoever that other mage was, I always forget her name, uh, I think her name was, like, Morel or something, they were, like, running through and using magic to, like, throw down soldiers and stuff as they were running through trying to get to Triss to get the Book of Monoliths. And it was kind of like that. Like, it was, like, it was what, uh, in my opinion, <laughs> that's the perspectives the Long Night should have been. Not Jon Snow getting stuck with the dragon for 30 minutes. <laughs> like, meaningful perspectives, and that's what I loved about it. Before we move on to our next ranking, since we both agreed on this one, I got a question for you. And this might be a tough question to answer. Would this battle rank in one of your favorite battles out of any series? Any Ooh, fantasy series, man. specifically? That's tough. It depends on, what do you say, rank? Like, rank my top five, my top ten? I don't know. Because at the end of the day, there's some really good battles, like the Battle of Helm's Deep. We got the really cool battle of the bastards in Game of Thrones. I also like the spoils of war uh, in Game of Thrones yeah. as well. The battle of Hogwarts with Harry Potter. There's just so <laughs> so many. Like even in Aragon, where we had the the, the battle with yeah. Murtog and, and Aragon. It's just like it's it's tough. So I I'm gonna say like, it, it would probably crack my top ten. I don't <laughs> think it would crack my top five. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be Helm's Deep or, like, Battle of the Astronomy Tower. <laughs> Anything like that in my mind. Like, even, even I mean, even honestly, like, I'm such a Harry Potter fucking biased. Like, the Inferi in the cave. Like, I don't know if it can beat that. That was fucking cool. But, yeah, I think it gets my top ten. I just think, like, the whole castle collapsing and how creative it was with everything. I don't know. It'd be a tough one. Maybe one day, maybe someday, that'll be a cool, like, rankings to do for us here on Factor Fantasy. But 
with that, I'll let you take it away with our next uh, section, man. For sure. And before we dive into the next section, just to kind of go through the top five favorite battles, five through one. For me, my number five spot went to Geralt versus the Body Monster. Number four was Ciri versus that Scavenger guy. And then number three, Geralt versus Vilgefortz. Number two, the battle with Rience, the Outlaws, the Elves, Yen, Ciri, Geralt, and the Dwarves. And then number one, Battle of Eratusa. Run through yours, five through one, real quick. Yeah, man. Number five, I have uh, the battle where it was basically not a battle. It was Geralt owning the soldier, <laughs> like the 30 older, uh, other soldiers there with a tool hammer and beating their ass. And then Melva arches down the rest of them. So Geralt kicks the soldier's ass in episode eight is what I would say. Number four, I have the battle of episode one, the big one with the elves, Siri, Geralt, Rience, and Yennefer. Number three, I have when Geralt kills Rience and the battle with them, uh, with him, Yennefer, Rience, and Ciri. Number two, I have Geralt versus Vilgefortz. And number one, of course, the Battle of Eratusa, hands down. Perfect. Moving on into our next ranked category, we're going to do our top five favorite moments in season three specifically. I went through my number five last for the last category. So, Chase, go ahead and start us off with your number five. Yeah, a lot of people aren't going to like that I even put this on my rankings, but I had to just because I actually I actually really enjoyed this moment. And I mentioned it earlier, and it's a very small moment, not really important at all, but the moment Tissaia sees Cirilla for the first time and, like, the blood's pouring from her eyes because, to me, that was, like, a full-circle moment and foreshadowing, uh, you know, the potential Ciri has and finally waking Tissaia up to actually realize who she has in her presence and I don't think she really realized that before when Yen was describing this girl so I put that as my number five man what's your number five number five for me is when we learned Vilgefortz was the bad guy the whole time and not Stregobor I thought that was a cool little plot twist you know I, I have a lot of other moments that I ranked above it well I guess four other moments ranked above it but it was, it was cool enough to hit my top five because they did really kind of lead us everyone to believe that it was Stregobor they even had uh, little clues in and ways to see that it was Stregobor this whole time but then in actuality it wasn't I did think that was great because I, I even myself I was wondering when we were gonna finally get back to Stregobor being the bad guy because that's why Geralt ends up kind of going on this redemption arc when he was forced to kill Renfri because she was going to kill Stregobor and Stregobor tried to hire Geralt to take her out and you know I think that's the that was a turning point in Geralt's life to where he hits this redemption arc of of who he is as a person well I guess a witcher so for me and I thought like you know I'm sitting here like okay cool Stregobor is going to come around full circle this bad guy they got to finally take him out and this had the perfect setup for it I'm like yeah it's finally going to happen then they flipped the switch on me and it was Vilgefortz the whole time so thought that shit was pretty cool hit my number five spot man uh what about your number four yeah man uh number four I got Geralt defeated by Vilgefortz speaking of Vilgefortz (laughs) so I thought this was a you know, it was, a, it was a, one of my favorite moments because it was a shocking moment to me because I didn't think a moment like that would ever come with, you know, our white wolf. <laughs> I mean, like you said, you hit the nail on the head before. I mean, there's been battles where Geralt struggled. I mean, he struggled against the Basilisk. He struggled against the Striga and, and stuff like that. But he always found a way. And this was the first time, like, 
we saw him broken at the end because he couldn't find a way. You know, he always tells Siri, use your tactics around you to figure out how to win this battle. And I thought, yeah, he'd get his ass beat for a minute, but he'd eventually come back, and it just didn't happen. And it was the Empire Strikes Back of fucking The Witcher. <laughs> and it was awesome. So with that, I uh, put number four. And also at the end there for my number four moment was when he got rescued by Triss because I thought that was a cool full, full circle moment there. So number four is Geralt defeated by Vilgefortz and rescued by Triss back to you cool man and, and that's funny too just a quick side note when we we're talking you were just talking to me about battles and you brought up like the empire strikes back totally and i forgot that one of my favorite battles is when obi-wan and qui-gon Jinn fight darth maul and the phantom menace like like that yeah i'm sorry but battle of Eratus is not touching that either yeah. uh, and also the battle of the heroes was pretty badass but regardless i don't i'm not gonna get off topic there but going into my number four spot I thought this was really cool. I, I don't think many people would have thought about this, but for me, I thought it was interesting. Is when Philippa arranged for King Visimir of Redania, his wife's head, to be given to him on a platter at dinner. So that way they're able to blame it on Nilfgaard to coerce Visimir into acting on it. And like, and like you know, finally diving in instead of kind of being on the fence about, oh, what we're going to do here. Like, no, well, we're just, you, like, your wife just got killed, man. She, your, her head was given to you on a platter. What are you going to do about it, right? But the whole time it was really his own spies and his own workers that did that to him so they, they they're basically playing puppet master of uh, 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 making him do shit that they want him to do without making it seem like with them making it seem like it's his own idea so i thought that was really really cool that uh they they did it that way so they blamed Nilfgaard so that way they could be ready to go one-on-one with it not one-on-one with him but definitely uh take a hard stance against Nilfgaard being redania so that was my number four moment what's your number three Number three, I've talked about it before, when Geralt killed Rience and cut his fucking head off, and Yennefer tossed the sword over the magic a circle that Ciri was trapped in, and I had to put it at number three, because not only was it a badass moment where he cut the head off, like, 300, and we finally got revenge against the guy that was the big bad in season two, one, we had it in a cool fucking magic way, and then two, though, at the same time, you, it was the first time to me you really didn't know what was going to happen like i would everyone in this entire world would be so shocked if they pulled an eddard stark and siri died right there <laughs> like holy shit like we'd be like what the fuck is going on and it kind of made me believe for a minute it would so for that yeah i put number three Geralt kills rience and the battle with Geralt, rience yennefer and siri what about you yeah, for my number three, I put when Kahir decides he is done doing Amir's dirty work and tells Siri that his life is hers and decides he's going to go fend off the people he came with. <laughs> like He came with the damn <laughs> elves to take over Eretuza and now he's going to fight them to give Siri the chance to escape. I did think that was a cool character development and full circle moment of him being the one trying to capture her the entirety of the series to now... He has her, like, well, it doesn't have her because Geralt allows Ciri to go one-on-one one with him, and that would have been an interesting battle, I think. But Geralt was right there, so if anything was going to go south, he could have stepped in and fucked her up. But in any event, I thought that was nice, like a nice little touch on the writer's part to have him decide, hey, I, I can't stop asking questions now. I think what I'm doing is wrong, so hey, my life is yours. What can I do to help you? So I thought that was pretty cool. So I, I, I put that as my number three spot. Uh, what about your number two? Number two, I do have 
the actually this is a really cool one it's that full circle moment it's at the tail end of the last episode but with the hilt of Renfri that you know Geralt like leaves behind and it's kind of like you said it you nailed it on the head like he was letting go of his past in a way and uh, I thought it was fantastic so I just thought it was a really cool full circle moment that they brought that back all the way to season one so uh, yeah number two I put the full circle moment uh, with Geralt and Renfri 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 what about you Jay Nelly yeah man number two for me I told you I was going to bring it up eventually but when Tissaia summoned Alzer's Thunder to the point where it almost drained her completely. Oh, turning, yeah, turning her hair Sorry. gray. I thought that was dope. Like she used the majority of her power. You know, she was in her physical prime and her magical prime, but she took almost all of her strength to use this last resort type maneuver of Alzer's thunder, and, and it took out a lot of the enemies. Obviously, the the main three still kind of survived, being Francesca, Frangilla. They, uh, they, but outside of that, man, that thing wiped out a lot of people. I thought that was super dope. I thought that was a, a nice touch. And the fact that it wasn't just her drained afterwards and passing out. Like, no, it, it, it took so much energy and power. It, it changed her physical appearance and aged her like years. And like I said, turned her hair gray. It was, it was really interesting. So I thought that was really cool. So yeah, my number two spot was when to say someone Alzer's Thunder. But uh, yeah, what's your number one? Yeah, and then number one for me, I do have uh, when uh, this is when, of course, well, you pretty much, you know, hit the nail on the head, sort of. It was actually a specific moment in the Battle of Eratuza. It's when <clears throat> Tosea has the Alzer's Thunder, but then Stregobor, you see he, like, shows up with the fire in his hand and is going to protect the mages. And I put that at number one because it's not a big moment, but it was a very full circle moment when we thought this whole time Stregobor was the bad guy. And he tapped into fire magic. So that was another full circle moment to season one. So I put that as number one on my list. Cool, man. I would say that I don't know if Stregobor was really defending Eratusa more than he just wanted to kill the elves because he's super racist against the elves, but that's an that's a argument for another day. <laughs> but in any event, my number one, and you've said this a couple times, but man, I'm about to give my take on it and because and, this was my favorite moment maybe of the entire series. It's that sick-ass moment when Yennefer pretended to lay down the sword when Rience caught Ciri in the fire circle. She used her magic to launch it at Rience, but it went off target. So you thought like, Oh shit, she's using magic, she's gonna save the day. Then you saw it move past Rience and he almost like turned to the side. I'm like, ah, fuck, she missed. Like she was so nervous that her magic missed. But it turns out she didn't miss because as it went off to his right, out of nowhere you see Geralt's hand grab the fucking hilt, do a full 360 spin while slicing the sword right through Rience's neck, decapitating his ass. And I thought it was super dope because after he did that slice move, it took a couple seconds for the head to actually fall off because it happened so fast and so clean. I was like, damn, that was fucking cool. You didn't even see Geralt behind him. And the, you can only saw as the sword was passing, the arm and hand grab it and tune it to a full circle spin. Boom. And took his head right off, dude. I thought that was fucking dope. That hit my number one spot for sure. But yeah, man, just to go ahead and run through my rankings five through one of my top 
five favorite moments of season three here. Number five for me is when we learned Vilgefortz was the bad guy the whole time, not Stregobor. Number four was when Philippa arranged for King Vizimir's wife's head to be given to him at dinner. Then number three, Kahir deciding he's done doing Amir's dirty work and decides he's going to help Siri from now on. Number two, when Taseya summoned Alzer's thunder. Then number one, when Geralt killed Rience once and for all. That's my five through one. Go through your five through one. Yeah, man. Number five, I got Taseya sees Cirilla for the first time, and the blood comes from her eyes for that full circle moment there. Number four, Geralt's defeated by Vilgeforce, but rescued by Triss. Number three, Geralt kills Rience, but you have that whole battle there with Ciri and Yennefer and how she throws the sword over in that full circle moment. Number two, the full circle moment with Rimfrey and uh, the golden hilt and Geralt letting go of his past there. And number one, uh, you have Stregobor showing up with fire magic. Uh, like you said, I don't, I don't know if he really hates the elves or whatever it is, but I just thought it was fucking cool. So I put it as number one, man. Cool. Let's move on to our next ranking category. We're going to do our top five favorite monsters in season three. And this was tough because, like, there was only really five, <laughs> you know? So I had to, really I had to put what yeah. we had. To, we had to work with what we had to work with. So for me, I'm going to take this one and start off here. My number five favorite monster in season three was Otto the Werewolf. Honestly, if this was any other season, I probably wouldn't have even put him on the rankings because we didn't get to see him turn. We got to see nothing about it. But other than the fact that werewolves do exist, so it's something to keep an eye out for the future of the show, uh, of what these werewolves could be. But we didn't see anything. He didn't turn. He didn't do anything crazy. I, I just I, I had to put him on there because we had a limited amount of monsters that are found in the show. <laughs> so number five for me is Otto the Werewolf. Go ahead and hit your number five, man. Yeah, I do want to say this on the side before I get started. Like, I really, like, and I didn't put on them on my list because it would be, like, a cheat code if I did. Like, I thought about putting, like, the Wraiths of Morag on there because they were there for, like, two seconds, but you can't do that. But, like, technically they were in it, so, like, I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, no, I got to stick with the five. But, yeah, just right before we get started, I do want to say this, like, I was surprised. Like, thinking back, there really wasn't much to choose from, but... Yeah, man, great minds think alike. I didn't even put auto. I just put werewolf. But I had to, and I like werewolves. I think they're really cool. Like, even in Harry Potter and stuff. And Van Helsing. You know, I'm a fucking Van Helsing guy, right? <laughs> Talk about full circle for uh, next week. <laughs> but um, I, I, we didn't really see anything. Like, nothing happened, remember? Like, he kind of, you know, like, calmed him down. And, and he was fine. Like, we didn't actually see him change or anything. So, for that, yeah, I, I didn't even put Otto. I didn't think it was worthy of his name. But I just put Werewolf. So, Otto the Werewolf, number five. What's your number four, brother? Number four for me was the Jackapace. This was cool. I thought the battle was cool. But I've seen a lot cooler monsters in The Witcher before. This thing was uh, almost like a millipede mixed with, a, I don't know, scorpion... I, I, it was just not really the coolest monster, but definitely at least it was a monster that we got to see a battle with as opposed to Otto the Werewolf, right? So it ranked <laughs> a little bit higher. For me, number four went to the Jack of Pace. What about you for number four? Number four, uh, I couldn't rank it any higher because I thought we barely got to see it, which was very depressing. I put the Wyvern as number four. <laughs> like, Siri, like, fucking gilded. I thought at least we were going to 
get to see it like you know maybe danny raising her dragons it's gonna be like her new her new drogon man and girl's a savage <laughs> she's fucking killed it so uh i mean but it was cool i mean we barely got to see it so i couldn't rank it any higher so i put number four the wyvern back to you jay nelly I, I for my number three here that I'm going into right now. I, I put the wyvern, so I put it a little bit higher than the jacket face because when I think when I talk about like my favorite monsters, I, I'm more talk for me in way, the way I look at it. It's not the way it was introduced to the show or or what was surrounding it. For me, it was how does it look? You're like when I have I seen something that looks like this before? Is it badass with the new technology and CGI and stuff? So. I will say I liked the way the Wyvern looked and I thought it was cooler than the Jacopace. So for me, it ranked a little bit higher. It would have been awesome if we got a little bit more with it like you are mentioning. But it, it did do enough to, uh, to get the number three spot for me. So again, number three for me is the Wyvern. What about you for number two? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, man. A great minds think alike. And I thought about, you know, I, it took me a minute on this one because I thought about putting it higher because... I'll tell you. Number three is the Jacopace. <laughs> and I thought about putting it higher because I thought it was kind of cool the way it was like a centipede thing and it would roll and reents like sent it after Geralt. So like I was even debating about moving it up on my list. But that's really all it did <laughs> now that I think about it. And Geralt ended it so fast. But it was cool how it like hunted it down, hunted them down was like the idea. I thought it was cool. But they really had built this thing up. Remember, it was behind like the jail cell, like whatever it was in the beginning. And then, but then we just kind of saw it and it looked like a human, like a, <laughs> a massive human centipede, is what I would say. So, uh, yeah, I put Jacopace is number three. What's your number two, Jay Nelly? Number two for me goes to the Etchna, and I thought this thing was really, really cool. And it, it, in other seasons, it may have hit number one, but obviously we had Sun Wild uh, in this one. So the Etchna hits number two for me because it was a combination of something that looked like a sea monster and a Komodo dragon, and it, it, it just was the cool reptilian-type like alligator aspect to it, too. So there was a lot. It was a three-in-one, like an alligator, Komodo dragon, sea monster into one. And it looked great. It was dangerous on the boat. It took both Siri and Geralt to take it out together. They did some teamwork there. It was, like I said, I think the way this looked and how it was introduced combined, it really could have gotten a little bit higher uh, on a list that didn't include this season. But because this season had something I ain't never seen before, I had to put it at my number <laughs> two spot. So, again, number two for me goes to the Etchna. What about you, man? Great minds think alike, man. I'm glad you went first on that one because I just put Sea Monster. I kept trying to look up how to say it. But yeah, Ashna, great call. Like Ash Ketchum, but <laughs> uglier. But yeah, it was it was badass, man. And it had a really cool battle with it too with Cirilla. But yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of the Kraken a little bit from like Pirates of the Caribbean or something. But then you actually saw it on board. And it, it, you remember, like, they kind of used the gears, like, to snap its tail off and shit. It was fucking awesome, man. So, yeah, number two, the Ashna, or in the words of Chase, the sea monster. <laughs> yeah, back to you, Jay Nelly, for your number one. Number one for me goes to that body monster, that creepy fucking haunting on Hill House type 
shit, dude. Like, that thing was... I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it at all. The way the bodies were formed together without the heads, but the heads being on a wall separately, but still alive until you killed that specific body, then that specific head died with the body. I've never seen it like it. That was one of the coolest shit I've ever seen. I thought it was really, really cool here. And, you know, we're coming up on Halloween here pretty soon, so just that little spooky vibe to it and that Transylvania-type lair that he found him in, I just... That would... Honestly, it could potentially rank as one of the craziest, coolest monsters I've seen, period. Not even just The Witcher, but overall. That thing was really creative, really creepy, and that's like the shit of of nightmares, man. House of Horrors for sure. But yeah, man, number one for me goes to the Bodies monster. What about you? Great minds think alike. I looked it up. It, apparently, it's called the Flesh Monster. <laughs> that's really creative. I'm going to go with Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, the Silent Hill monster, man. It was fucking badass, dude. Like you said, it reminded me straight of something out of House of the Dead or Silent Hill. And it had an interesting uh, twist to it, too. Remember, every time girl cut one of the heads off, one of the girls that was kidnapped would die. So is uh very uh creative we've never one we've never seen anything like that in the witcher before which the witcher always has really awesome monsters but really anywhere in any series we haven't seen a uh, monster like that so yeah it took my number one too man you want to run through your list yeah but you got it so top five favorite monsters found in season three of the witcher five through one for me number five Otto the werewolf number four the jack of pace number three the wyvern number two the eshna and number one, the bodies monster, the flesh monster, the Silent Hill monster, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that creepy motherfucker. So that's my five to one. What about yours? Yeah, man. Number five. My list is very similar. Number five, I have Otto. Octavius. Just kidding. Otto the werewolf. Number four, I got the wyvern that didn't last long. Number three, the jackapace. Number two, the Ashna Sea Monster. And number one, the Flesh Monster, also known as Silent Hill Baby. Fuck yeah, let's fucking go. Fucking badass. Yeah, man, absolutely. And now, guys, as I promised in the very beginning of this show, I said that we were going to do something special to commemorate Henry Cavill's time with The Witcher and how he really gave everything to this, this series. And really, the only reason why he's leaving is because they already want to go into a different direction with the writing and he really was not having that so what we're going to do since he's not gonna be joining us for the witcher anymore going forward if the witcher even exists going forward we're gonna go ahead and do our top five favorite moments of henry cavill as Geralt here in the witcher and this is going to cover anything from season one to season three our top five collaborative moments of all the seasons of henry cavill as Geralt. so chase go ahead and hit us with your number five moment yeah, man, and right before I get started, I just want to say, like, this, just even doing, you know, Gene Ellie, we always talk about this on the show when we prepare beforehand, you know, a lot of research goes into this, and doing these moments here, it really brought me and took me back and made me realize there is how much even more respect I have for Henry, and he really did, I don't think... I mean, I really hope uh, Liam Hemsworth can embody the role like he does. I hope he proves me wrong. I just don't know anyone that will ever be able to feel shoes like that because there's one thing he did that's so much different, and it's like he was able to get into Geralt's head and not only just embody the whole uh, 
character with you know as far as like the persona and everything but he went out of his way to make sure he battled with the writers to tell them hey girl wouldn't do this girl wouldn't do that girl would do this and just so much respect for that guy because that's what i think we deserve as fans of fantasy so yeah with that being said my number five henry cavill moment is uh this isn't a very like big like oh wow that was like so cool it actually probably could be kind of forgettable but to me because this is my personal top five favorite list Geralt plays the knife game in season two with Neveland, which if you remember Neveland, he was the boar guy that Tormund, actually, we call him Tormund, from Game of Thrones, the actor was, and it was fucking awesome because he was trying to get him to tell him the truth, which he found out about the Bruxa in the castle, which... Wow, talk about a year from today, really. We almost covered that episode. So fucking awesome, man. It was one of my favorite moments. I love how in The Witcher they get really creative with things like this. Like even in season three we saw he played the little knife game uh, with trying to find out more information when Yaxir was there. So, I mean, it's just very creative. So number five was the knife game with Nevelyn. What about you, Jay Nelly? I actually like that, man. That was really cool. Uh, number five for me, I just put like when Geralt left the talisman he took from Renfrey behind as his last season. Like this is his last scene when he's seen on screen. Period. We're not gonna see him again after this. Like yes, it wasn't the last scene in the show because it went off into like a different character perspective right after this. But this is the last time we saw Geralt on screen and what it was like the significance of it leaving his past behind and moving forward and so just him the camera panning out and showing that talisman is right there he gave it to the guard and he could have easily taken it back after he killed everybody there and then let that guard live to go give a warning to Amir that the talisman was right there for the taking and he decided I'm just gonna leave it I'm the, the, you know, the past is in the past I'm moving forward so that combined with the fact that it was Henry Cavill's last scene period in the series that's why it took the number five spot for me. What's your number four? Hell yeah, man. Mine uh, for number four, another one a lot of people forget about, but it was from season two as well. It was fucking badass. When Geralt attempted to save Ciri from that ambush with Rience and his men. And remember when he's like, firefucker. <laughs> and uh, it didn't go exactly the way we expected because, you know, Ciri... Uh, you know, Yen like opened that portal and Yen and Siri went through, so they went on their own way, which caused definitely a big, uh, definitely some separation anxiety, I would, I would say, and definitely some issues with Geralt and Yen for sure. But it was fucking awesome, man. People forget, remember, we talked about this in, se in season two of our show. Uh, covering season two of The Witcher, it was a badass fucking fight. Like, he took out everyone he could trying to make sure Siri made it out safely. And that fucking firefucker, man, he kept coming back. But in the end, he got what he fucking deserved. So, number four, I put Geralt attempts to save Siri as he fights off uh, all of Rience's men when they get ambushed. What about you, Jay Nelly? Dude, this is like really crazy because. As we've said many times on the show, we don't discuss what we're going to cover and what our positions are when we do this stuff at all. And we had three seasons to work with with The Witcher. And if we could have picked any moment and for the same exact spot, 
Because the same exact thing, I, I specifically mentioned as the battle with the Michelet brothers, but that's exactly what you just went over. My number four spot is when Geralt fought the Michelet brothers in season two when they stormed the temple trying to find Ciri. And he didn't even use any weapons. Dude, he used his two fucking hands because he wasn't allowed to use weapons. <laughs> like, he didn't have it. He just whooped everyone's ass with his fucking hands and shit that he found, like books and like whatever was in the room. He didn't even have like his sword. He just was being a badass and taking them out one-on-one. And, you know, allowing Siri to escape. But, like, these Michelet brothers, people forget, they were these infamous mercenaries that everyone was afraid of. And he took them all out with relative ease by himself. There was at least five of them. He took them all out by himself. I thought that was badass. And I also find it wildly ironic that of all moments of one through three and of all positions we could have placed at one through five, we put the same exact moment in the same exact <laughs> spot for our top five Henry Cavill moments as Geralt through season one and three of The Witcher. So... That's badass, but that yeah, that's my number four spot, dude. What's your number three? Let's fucking go, baby! Hell yeah! Jay, Nelly, and Chase on the same page, baby. Let's fucking go. So number three, I put. I uh, gotta give respect for this one. It was fucking awesome. Geralt fights Vilgaforce, which uh, that's a. It's just interesting to me. Speaking of that, putting that as number three because it made me think of what you were saying there. How he took out the Michelet brothers with ease. But yet, Vilgevorce lost to Kahir, and then Vilgevorce whips Geralt's ass. <laughs> so, I don't know. But it was fucking awesome, because we've never seen Geralt just... We don't want to beat a dead horse, but just totally outmatched. So, number three, I put Geralt's fight with Vilgevorce. What's your number three, Jay Nelly? Number three for me was Geralt and the Jin, the Jin showdown in season one. And there's a lot of reasons why I thought this was crazy, because... He makes a decision to save Yaskier's life after being a dick to him. Basically told Yaskier to fuck off and doesn't want anything to do with him because he was so irritated that he wasn't getting any sleep. And that was the whole thing. He wanted to find this djinn to make sure he can get some fucking sleep. And then it ends up almost killing Yaskier. And so this whole showdown was huge. But this was also when he was first introduced to Yennefer. And this Jim was about to destroy everything and, and kill her. And he made this wish that obviously we still don't know the exact details of the wish. But this wish made sure that him and Yennefer were forever intertwined together. And it just really set the tone for their relationship throughout the entire series. So I thought that was really cool. This whole Jin showdown. Not only was the Jin a cool thing, like, like it's a, sort of like the genie thing with three wishes you get and stuff. But this thing was about to take everything out. And he made a wish to forever intertwine him and Yennefer. And he also saved Yaskier's life. And this is... I think that's a really big moment to where all three of these guys are really closely connected now. Yaskier, Yennefer, and Geralt, you have a, you have a far, hard time finding three better friends in the Witcher universe. So, for me, that hit my number three spot. What about your number two spot? Yeah, man, number two. This was this one really took me back. Geralt's rampage against like Renfri's henchmen, and then he had to make the decision to kill Renfri. And I watched this battle scene again, and this was in season one, and it really took me back. And remember in the battle scene, a lot of people don't remember because it's so long ago, but like he tried to stop and not kill Renfri, and then she pushed him to the limit. And then it was just like no thinking. Like he just reacted like the monster he was supposed to be and killed Renfri. And. Just like you were saying, all on this season here we covered, you know, Renfrey was, in a way, I mean, you could almost even argue, like, Renfrey was kind of like his Istrid. Like, 
I don't know if it was necessarily like a first love, like it got that far, but definitely someone he had interest in. Um, and, and, and that rampage was fucking insane. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Remember, he, he cut his way all the way down until he got to her. And then they just kind of went back and forth and he kept deflecting her and then stopped. And then she pushed him again that final time and he had to make the decision he needed to. And um, yeah, so number two, I put Geralt's rampage against Renfri's henchmen. And then uh, he, of course, has to kill Renfri in season one. What about uh, what about your big one for today, Jay Nelly? Well, I'm still at number two here. So number two for me is when Geralt had to fight the Striga in season one for like six hours. Like This was a yeah. badass fight, and he didn't even kill the creature. He was able to find a way to survive this battle against this thing. Like I said, they battled from like midnight till dawn. We had a six... Imagine fighting something for six hours. Dude, it's fucking hard to fight something for six minutes, let alone six <laughs> fucking hours, bro. Like, so that was insane, and, and he was still able to fight this thing to the point where it was, he was able to save the person inside the monster that, that was, like, possessed or whatever it was that ended up turning, turning the individual into the Striga. It was something very cool to see. The, the, the fight choreography was really strong. He was getting thrown all across the damn the room, smashing into pillars and columns and stuff, and it, it was a six-hour battle, and he was able to not only hold his own and survive, but not kill his opponent and save her as well. So that hit my number two moment, Geralt versus the Striga in season one. What's your number one moment? Hell yeah, man. Number one, you know, a lot of people forget about this. And, uh, you know, he might give me shit for it because I, I thought about even putting, like, the Striga and, and the Jen on mine too. And uh, there were just so many good moments Number one is when Geralt fights the Bruxa. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's fucking go, man. It was fucking cool. People forget. So not only did he make his way through the castle, remember the girl that was the Bruxa was, I always call him Tormund, but Nevelyn's like love that he was protecting, not telling Geralt about it. So you kind of had this whole thing. Remember going back to the knife incident like, Geralt knew something was going on in that castle, but he couldn't figure out what it was. And then he discovered, you know, Nevelyn was keeping her there to feed off him. But the fucking battle was crazy. Remember, she looked, she was basically a vampire, and she had that vampire face. And even when you thought it was over, remember, she was laying, like, naked in the snow and Siri felt bad for her and was trying to go over there and get her and then she comes up again launches herself at Siri and Geralt stabs her through the back and she dies that way and it's very sad because Tormund I say Tormund Nevelyn <laughs> is standing there in the snow and that's like his love and you kind of saw the savage in Geralt again because he took up defense for Cirilla and and was really pissed at Nevelyn for putting them in that situation and you know uh, you know Nevelyn was basically apologetic for like hiding her there the whole time and he was basically like clean it up your damn self <laughs> like just like left and it was fucking awesome man I, I still think the Bruxa is one of the most creative monsters I've seen in the witcher it was fucking cool and it kind of moved like a reptile but it was like human but a vampire 
So yeah, number one, I put season two, Geralt Bites the Bruxa. Uh, what about your number one, Jay Nelly? Number one for me is Geralt's entire battle at Kaimoren versus Voleth Mir and the Basilisks in season two. It was just a culmination of everything that was the coming for Siri. It was it was Siri learning to be a Witcher. It was him having to fight one of his own like Witcher comrades because he had turned into that other monster. And then on top of that, you have Vesemir. We get to see their relationship, how close him and Vesemir were. And Vesemir ends up not making it through that big battle. But just all of that combined, and then having to take on these basilisks that Volthmir is throwing through these these uh, monoliths at them and stuff. Right, right at Cameron was really badass. The battles itself with him like stabbing it and shouldering it off the fucking side of of the the ledge there was dope and being able to get Siri out of the possession by Volithmir. Just there was just so much going on in that one collective episode that it was really, really cool to see. And I think that was peak Geralt doing everything from showing us his, uh, I wouldn't say softer side, but his more relaxed side around people he was comfortable with, other witchers, his his relationship with his mentor, Vesemir, him wanting, being willing to do anything and everything to save Siri and get her back out of the possession, and him just showing his badassness in a fight skill against these basilisks that were really fucking up all the other witchers. So all that collectively made that my number one Geralt moment, Henry Cavill moment as Geralt throughout the entire series so far, season one through three. So just to go ahead and give my five through one in an order, my number five favorite moment of Henry Cavill as Geralt from season one to three is when Geralt leaves the talisman he took from Renfrey behind as his last scene in the entire series back in season three here, signifying he's leaving the past behind him. Number four was Geralt versus the Michelet brothers in season two, the infamous mercenaries everyone was afraid of when he took them out with relative ease. Number three was the Geralt and Jin showdown in season one. He makes a decision to save Yaskier's life after being an asshole to him, meets Yen, and makes this decision to uh, to make a wish that intertwines Yennefer and him forever, and it really sets a tone for all his relationships going forward with both Yaskier and Yennefer. Number two, when Geralt had to fight the Striga in season one for six hours, badass fight, and he didn't have to kill a creature. And then, number one, Geralt's entire battle at Kaimoren versus both Mir and the Basilisks in season two. So that's my five through one of my top five Henry Cavill moments as Geralt from season one through three. What are your top five moments? Hell yeah, man. Number five, I got Geralt plays the knife game in season two with Nevelyn to try to find out more information about what's going on. Number four, I got Geralt attempts to save Ciri and he fights off uh, the Michelet brothers and Rience is dirty ass henchman doing everything he can even though it doesn't end the way he likes. Number three, Geralt fights Vilgaforce. Another one doesn't end the way he likes. And number two, Geralt's rampage against Renfrey's henchmen doesn't end the way he likes. And Renfrey dies because he has to kill Renfrey. And then uh, uh, number one, I have uh, season two, Geralt fights the Bruxa. Badass does end the way he likes. Saves Cirilla. And that fucking badass was like something from Halloween Town. It was fucking awesome. Like something from Van Helsing, man. So uh, those are my top five Henry Cavill moments as the White Wolf. Geralt, cheers to Henry Cavill, man. Hell fucking yeah. 
Hundred percent. What I like too a lot about what we did with these moments, and I think we—I don't think it was intentional. But I'm looking at all of my top five moments here, and I've—it's—it's it's a real big mix of the seasons. Like my my number five was from season three. My number four was from season two. My number three was from season one. My number two was from season one. My number one was from season two. Like it was like a big mix of his great moments across all seasons. I thought that was really cool as well. But yeah, I mean that that kind of. Okay, closes out our categories that we've got ranked for the day. Did you want to say anything else before we close out? Just cheers to Henry Cavill, everybody. I mean, in and overall, I, I will say because I mean, we don't know the fate of the show. I mean, right now it appears that they are moving on with season four, from what I've heard through the grapevine with Liam Hemsworth. I hope it really holds up to where we want it to be. I really truly do, but. It's just been one hell of a ride doing this series. I mean, this is one of the few series we're still doing now to this day, to this point, to this day and time right now, that we have done on Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy since season one. And those are hard to come by. And it's been a hell of a fucking juggernaut. I remember when, you know, it really takes us full circle here. We've been on a ride with these characters since 20 fucking 20. And it's been a great fucking time. And that's why I think it's so hard to see Henry go as this character. So, and it'll be different for sure. Um, So, I mean, it's just been great. Just enjoying the moment, enjoying the ride. But cheers to more, man. We got better shit on the way anyways. Let's fucking go. But let's get a cheers to Henry Cavill one last time, man. Malice in the Chalice. Cheers to Henry Cavill, the White Wolf. Yeah, man. You want to say anything to close us out? <clears throat> Not much, dude. Like you, you kind of said it yourself. We we've had we've been covering this since season one of our show, the podcast. Here, it was one of our favorites. The Witcher was when it came out. Who knows what it's going to look like in the future? If we even have it in the future, and if we do, how that's going to change, and how it's going to change the perception of how we see it. So, you know, we are really appreciative of what we got from it from to this point. I don't think we're going to ever see anyone embody a character the way that Henry Cavill did for Geralt of Rivia. So, yeah, to, to your point, man, just uh, really, like, thanks, thanks for the memories. We'll give, we'll give him the follow-up boy there. You know, <laughs> thanks for the memories. Thanks but... for the memories. <laughs> thanks for the memories. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But outside Good of shit. that, guys... If this is your first time tuning in to us, thank you for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed what you heard. For those who've been with us from the very beginning, thank you for continuously being the shields that guard the realms of fantasy. If you want to find out where you can find us uh, on social sites, we're on Instagram at official ridiculous patronus. We're also on TikTok at ridiculous patronus. We have a backup Instagram at fact underscore or underscore fantasy. Backup TikTok at fact underscore or underscore fantasy. We also have Facebook fan page Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy. We're on YouTube, Ridiculous, uh, Ridiculous Patronus. We're on uh, Twitter, RP Factor Fantasy, Snapchat, RP Factor Fantasy. And we do have our own site, RidiculousPatronus.blogspot.com as well. So click like, subscribe, go follow the pages, leave us star ratings, leave us reviews. All the engagement really helps us out here at the show and for the podcast itself. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. So if you're an Apple user, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. If you're an Android user, you can find us on Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Audible, Stitcher, Acast, our host site, Podbean. Again, 
wherever you get your podcasts. Chase and Josh Factor Fantasy are there. We are out for the day. This has been another ridiculous production. Chase and Josh. Factor Fantasy. Signing Signing off. off.